your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom. On the phone with me today is Assembly District Assembly Rep Jill Billings, District 95. She represents. Uh, she's going to join us with this hour. And Jill, you, I don't know, were you at the Capitol all day? Well, like what is okay? So they they passed this. Uh, Shared revenue plan. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna talk about this quick. Do you do you sit at the Capitol all day yesterday and, and kind of listen, or how did that work? So well, we were there the day before. Oh, day before. So okay. um, on Tuesday they, we were there in caucus. So we were um, getting information on from the fiscal bureau. We have these great organizations um, that give Democrats and Republicans information on what we're voting on. They break yeah. all the, the numbers down for us. It's fabulous. Not all states have that. We are so lucky to have that in Wisconsin. Yeah. So we sat in our caucus. We had the Fiscal Bureau give us a couple different reports during the day because things were moving constantly. Yeah. Uh, then we came in Wednesday for session and broke as the Republicans were negotiating an amendment to the bill that changed a lot of it. And then we sat down with the fiscal bureau again oh, okay. and talked with them about what was in it. So it was a lot of meeting and learning the last two days. And, uh, I, jumped, and, Tuesday and, Wednesday. and I probably jumped right into the middle, like the middle of the pool instead of like wading in kind of, because we have an audience. I know you and I know what we're talking about, but we have an audience. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're in the midst of state budget negotiations. We're in the midst of pulling out of the state budget negotiations, a shared revenue negotiation. And um, and those are the two big things I kind of want to get into. But a couple other things I want to get into. You were in, well, you're in town all the time, but Governor Tony Evers was in town this week to talk about broadband. And coincidentally, not coincidentally, according to Monica Cruz yesterday, uh, the, the county board is going to form a broadband committee. So I kind of want to talk about that. Um, and the county board is also going to pass some, allow some, uh, they're going to give Campbell some funding for PFAS research. Um, so maybe we could talk about what the state is doing in, P- in, in terms of PFAS. But before we get into state budget and shared revenue with Jill Billings, Assembly District 95 state rep. Um, so the farmer's market in in Cameron Park opened. And it, whether it's on that Friday or any other day of the week, there's always people. We we, we don't really have Huska as the, the place where homeless people go anymore, but... Um, a lot of people are end up, end up at Cameron Park again. That that was kind of the place a couple of years ago, maybe before the pandemic, where a lot of homeless people, you know, congregated. Um, I went to the opening farmers market at Cameron Park, and you know, there just happened to be a stretcher there, an ambulance, and somebody had to be taken out. I didn't really uh, impose on you know emergency services doing what they're doing there. But um, at the state level, are we? Is that part of like a state budget help the homeless, or is there committees talking about homeless, or what do you think? The governor had several initiatives in the budget to address homelessness. Um, this is a issue that really in cities and and major cities across the state um, are are struggling with this. So um, the governor had several provisions in the budget. Um, they got pulled. Um, There's some grants that are still. Um, under the Department of Administration. We'll see what Republicans decide to do with that on Joint Finance Committee. Um, that hasn't been addressed yet. Um, but when we talked about shared revenue on the floor last night, I talked about homelessness and that really cities the size of La Crosse um, are anchors of the region. And we have cities like this around the state. 
And I spoke frankly on the floor about people um, sending homeless folks to us via train or bus. Sometimes they have law enforcement bring them. They drop them off outside of Health and Human Services, outside of our um, courthouse, out and in our parks, and or emergency rooms. And so, when those folks get out of the emergency room, you think they go back to whoever brought them? No, they're likely to stay here for a while and figure out what they're going to do. And so, we're the anchors of the region. The we're expected to do more, and so we need more aid. That was my argument. It's like we are, we keep our regions um, and our communities a, a good, healthy place to live. So we need funds to do that. We need funds for treatment, for mental health, for affordable housing. Um, we can't just be driving homeless people around the state and dropping them off in different communities. That's not a good system. Yeah, so it's, that it's, was my that was my that was part of my speech on the floor, asking for more funding for cities the size of La Crosse. Yeah, this is a this isn't a terrible analogy, but it's it's awful. Um, the homeless people aren't stray cats. When you find a, a a bunch of stray kittens somewhere, you go and take them to the shelter, right? That's kind of that's kind of what communities are doing. But the the thing too, I think what a lot of people don't understand is if I'm not picking on Trumple here, I'm just using an example. If somebody's homeless in Trumple. Well, they're going to make their way to La Crosse because there's homeless services here. And if there's a like last summer, there's there's a place for homeless to go at Husqvar Park. And there's, you know, the services end up down there. Well, then they're going to congregate there and because that's where they're going to get the most help. And I asked Governor Evers, you know, kind of about that a couple of years ago. He he presented a check for a million dollars to the YWCA. And I said, you know, and he goes, well, that's why we give this money to the YWCA. And that's kind of what you're saying, right? Like. A city like La Crosse might need a little bit more in funding because they're going to be one of these hubs where homeless people end up because the services are here. Right. And I, and I appreciate the organizations in town that provide this service. Um, but I understand and I, I am with a lot of people in our area who, are, um, who get frustrated, right? So, so when we... Um, have homeless people that are camping out where farmers are supposed to come up and back in their cars and trucks to sell vegetables. I mean, that's a problem. That's that's not a place where we can have people camping. Mm-hmm. And when we have people sleeping or using drugs or defecating in our parking ramps, that's not what parking ramps are for. Right. And so I understand the frustration that people are feeling and it's a very challenging issue, and I appreciate our mayor, our local city council members, our county board members, our service providers who are really working um, on a local level to try to help people get back on their feet and become functioning members and contributing members of society. That's State Rep. Jill Billing. She's going to hang out with us this hour. She represents District 95 in the State Assembly. All right, when we come back, might hit on this a little bit more, but we're also going to talk about the shared revenue plan that Republican this Assembly and the the Republicans in the Assembly put out yesterday. Jill voted against it, uh, along with three other Republicans. So I, I put it was bipart- it had bipartisan opposition, and yet they passed it anyway. Uh, but anyway, we'll 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 be back in a minute. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom. Hanging out this hour with me is State Assembly Rep Jill Billings. 
Uh, we got to talk about the shared revenue plan. I, I, you know, we we talked about homeless a little bit at the the first half of the show, Jill, or the first couple minutes there. I, I maybe I maybe I wasn't listening, <laughs> or maybe. But what what is what 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 did Governor Evers have in the state budget? Did it get pulled out? Is there anything like specific? I know you talked about it on the floor yesterday. Did I miss it? Did you kind of say that like that there was like specific things? I didn't talk about specifics on the floor regarding homelessness. My speech really had to do um, with the fact that um, our local governments have done more with less yeah. funding yeah, that for makes sense. over a decade. It's, it's been almost two decades. I remember I was on the county board, and we used to say uh, that we flew more pilots than Northwest Airlines. Our county was always trying to try new pilot, be part of pilot programs where we try new things. We try to deliver services in a better way for more value. And, um, and the city's the same way, being innovative and trying to um, save funding and um, do things in a better way. Uh, but it's at a point now where the system's, the system's really broken. And the, the good thing is that both Republicans and Democrats acknowledge that because we are all hearing it, whether it's from our counties, our towns, our cities, um, and, and our schools. Uh, we, they need more funding, and we're in a position where we have more funding, right? So this is a time, I think, to invest in worthwhile things, and we've got to fix this issue. This has been an ongoing issue. Um, so whether it's libraries or police and fire or infrastructure. These are the things that our, our locals are doing, our local cities are doing, certainly, and um, they need the funding. And my point specifically was that the cities are the anchor of the region. So, for example, when a train derails in Alma, as has happened, or in DeSoto just this last spring, they call across firefighters because of the incredible training and skill and expertise that our firefighters have. Now, I'm proud of that, that we can be an anchor and that we can, you know, help protect people, save lives. But we need to have aid so that we can do that. Yeah, and the, the, how much how much of what, what we're doing here has to do with the $7 billion budget surplus when, when it comes to a shared revenue plan? Is it just, is it just because we have that, that we need to change the, the game, or... Because the the $7 billion budget surplus will be something kind of separate, right? Like, we can use that money in different ways. Right. Well, you know, some of this uh, this funding under Governor Evers' plan would have been, um, some of it would go for, for from sales tax. So 20% of sales tax would go to communities so that you yeah. know every year, if we don't have a surplus, you know, you'd probably still get... Um, decent funding, at least hopefully decent funding. Right. right? Yeah. Another example that I talked about on the floor was libraries. Like there was a point where Mayor Cabot was talking about closing the South Library, looked into the numbers, and um, you know the majority of those people who use that library are not from Lacrosse. Well, do I think that kids should be able to use any library? And people should be able to to also do the same. Yeah, I do. I'm not going to like close the gates to lacrosse and say no one else can use our libraries. We've historically been a city that's really from the founding fathers and mothers 
we have felt like libraries are important and that we wanted to fund it. So we have a great system of libraries here. And so I think they should be open to everybody. But it'd be nice to get some aid so that we can keep the doors open for everybody. Um, So the the shared revenue plan passed the assembly yesterday. Uh, You didn't vote for it. No Democrats voted for it. And three Republicans also didn't vote for it. But Voss said we're done negotiating, which I thought was... (laughs) Like we are. Oh, okay. Um, and well, then, and then Devin, uh, is it Lemayhew? Is that how you say it? Lemayhew. Lemayhew. De- yep. Devin Lemayhew. He's the Senate Majority Leader, so he's the Republican in the Senate. He said, "I don't know why Voss would say that. Why would Voss say we're done negotiating?" He said, "I have no idea why Voss would say that." So, and Governor Evers doesn't. I don't know. I don't. It, it sounds like he's on board with some of the stuff that that were amended yesterday in the shared revenue plan, but. It's weird that you passed a plan yesterday that doesn't even seem to have support from the other side, and then we're also done negotiating. Yeah. In my mind, there are uh, four parts to this plan. There's um, City of Milwaukee. They've got their own issues with budget and pension and whether or not they're going to survive without this funding. Well, they will survive, but that they need mm-hmm. – they, they, they have a special situation over there. Okay. And then there's the um, and then there's the counties um, and cities and then the towns and then there are strings attached to the funding um, that Republicans put on there. So some of the so the negotiations have come around first of all the funding for the cities, towns, and um, the municipalities and cities, right? And then funding for Milwaukee, and then the strings that are attached. The governor came out with his plan. The Republicans came out with their plan. And, I I mean, I think everybody really um, has put good work into this and has, I think, tried to negotiate in good faith. And I would say that Republicans in the Assembly are kind of, we're driving the bus with that, bringing people to the table. Now, the Senate Republicans could not get on board with the Senate uh, Republic or the Assembly Republicans. Senate Republicans, Assembly Republicans were not in agreement, um, but still, you know, at, in talks, right? And then we were as Democrats and then the governor. And that was really nice to see. I think that's a positive thing. Um, unfortunately, there were some strings attached to the funding that took power away from local governments that gave people heartburn. I don't know why Republicans looked at Milwaukee and said, you can't have a trolley car. You, um, they added, um, I mean, some of it wasn't, I don't think it was a hardship. You have to create a separate budget with 5% uh, decrease. I don't think that's a hardship. You have to look at all of your buildings. What can you sell off to, to raise money? I don't think that that's a hardship to do a survey of your um, property and what you what you have, what you could get rid of. Um, but some of it was just, you know, hard for Milwaukee, like to get rid of all diversity, inclusion, and equity programs. I mean, why would you even put that as part of this, a string and part of this funding? You know, to me, DEI programs mean everybody's treated, everybody is um, treated equally, everybody gets a fair shot, um, we respect differences, and everybody's welcome at the table. I don't, I don't, I don't have a fear of DEI programs, but um, evidently some people do. 
Yeah, we um, have a we have tonight a, we have a consultant uh-huh. consultant uh, presenting a thirty page report to the county board tonight on diversity, equity, and inclusion. So yeah, um, yeah it, it does you, feel like in my speech there was a gentleman from Milwaukee, a representative who's brand new, and he told a story. He told his experiences growing up in Milwaukee as a young man, very different from my experiences growing up as a girl in in rural farming community southern minnesota his experiences are totally different from mine i think his presence in the and most people don't have his experience Mm -hmm. but i think the fact that he was there to share it and share his knowledge um makes us a better organization i'm not frightened by that i think it's a good thing so that's my feeling on that yeah um some stuff with health departments that health departments have only four they can only close something down for 14 days if they see a problem. So like there's a listeria outbreak in a restaurant in the water in a restaurant or something. So they close it down. They can only do that for 14 days. Is it, is it 30 now? I think it, I think it might be 30 now. I think that was an amendment. Yeah. Yep. They did. That was one thing that we could, um, that they amended. So it it moved to 30 days with 30 day extensions afterwards. Um, are the police, are the police provisions still in there where you got to like increase traffic, Increase traffic tickets or maintain the amount of traffic tickets and maintain the amount of arrests you have? Did those get thrown out? That that may be illegal, the amount of citations that you give out. That may be illegal. They looked at three different elements you could look at. One was, are you keeping your police force? Yeah. And there were details in that that got very kind of hairy, like, well, can you look at granted positions? Do you have to look at taxpayer-funded positions? How does that affect... I mean, things are so, budgets are so tight in cities that um, all these details made a big difference. And so that's why we were waiting as bills were going back and then being studied and going back. The truth is that this, although this had been looked at, um, this, these ideas have been looked at starting early, starting um, like in November, December, according to the author of the bill, which I tr- I believe that. Um, but once you got down to the details, it kind of got rushed at the end. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm always, I always take a pause when I have to vote on legislation that's rushed because usually uh, there's something that gets screwed up in there. We're speaking with Jill Billing. She's District 95 State Assembly wow. Rep. She's spending the hour with us. Uh, yeah, I think last week it was something, it was last week or two weeks ago, last week it was like, we're going to put out the bill, There's you have three hours to sign it, or not sign it, I guess, and then this week it was, they didn't want to wait for the, the committee or what the legislative something, fiscal bureau, is that what it was called? What's it? What's the group yeah, called? Yeah, Legislative Fiscal Bureau. Hey, I got it. Um, they, they, the Republicans didn't want to wait for that report to come out, but they it sounds like they did before they, they went on ahead and voted on this uh, amended shared revenue bill. Um, essentially, under the bill, $1.5 billion in aid to municipalities, also known as shared revenue, would be paid for by tapping 20% of the state's five-cent sales tax, and essentially one cent of the five-cent sales tax. Uh, that's where we come to an agreement. Um, after that, it kind of gets... And you talk about Milwaukee a little bit, and I don't I don't love deep diving into Milwaukee because it's over there and it's not like I don't know it doesn't does it affect me I don't I don't know how it would but it does seem like their Republicans in the in this shared revenue bill are picking on Milwaukee a lot is it justified Is it justified or Am I right Are they picking I on Milwaukee I don't, Maybe they're not picking on Milwaukee It does seem like it 
I oh, well, yeah, my colleagues from Milwaukee certainly feel that way. I'll give um, you know Mayor Johnson from Milwaukee and the County Administrator David Crowley credit for being in the negotiations. I mean, they were they were at the table talking about what's happening in Milwaukee and things that they could some of these strings that they could they could deal with, but some of the strings that were going to make it very difficult. Like um, at one point, I think they were looking at a plan where you had to go to a referendum. And you had to have, I think, two-thirds of the population behind you to raise your tax. They're trying to deal with some yeah. financial issues over there, including pension issues. You had to go, You had to get, I think, two-thirds of referendum vote. Yeah, I think or Governor... you could get 100% of your um, local governments voting for it. Well, we know, <laughs> city council, county board, how often do you get 100% vote? It's, it's pretty difficult, especially when it comes to taxing, to get 100% of the people on board. So I think some Milwaukee people are like, that's a non-starter. We're going to end up having to do all these things like put SROs in our school and, and increase our police department, but we're, and we're not even going to have the funding to do it. So, um, so that, that was their concern. And some of that uh, was not really alleviated, I think, to the satisfaction of, of Milwaukee. But, yeah, we um, – We've looked at five different plans now with shared revenue. We had mm-hmm. the governors. We had two amendments from Democrats. We had the bill from Republicans, and then the amended Republican bill that they amended their own bill, and that's what we settled with. So right now where we sit, lacrosse got a 15% bump, and um, which is less. The governor would have given 57% bump. We've got a 15% under this bill as we have it. Um, and that's, that's, all, I, that, that's not very uh-huh. good negotiating. 15 to 57? That we're, we're like a, can we meet in the middle a little bit closer? <laughs> well, the first, the first Republican bill had us at 10% increase. Oh, okay. I well, call you, this the 10%. We were the lowest. We yeah. were among a group of cities that got the lowest increase of anyone in the state. And Republicans, you know, they increased it to 15%. Okay. I would have. I, I. I think it. I think it needed to be more, but. But that's that's where we're at right now. Um, Republicans and Voss has said this is it. I'm not going to negotiate yeah. anymore. This is what we've got. Yeah. Now senators on the Republican side have said no. They're not happy with it. Right. Yeah. That and so, that's what we said. Lemahue is like, why did why did Voss say we're not going to negotiate anymore? That's literally what all we're doing right now. Um, State Rep. Jill Billings is going to hang out with us this hour. We've got to take a news break. We'll be back after this. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Sillum. Hanging out with me this hour is State Rep. Jill Billings in the Wisconsin State Assembly, District 95. Now I'm not looking at my notes. 90, yes, 95. I got it. I'm almost. I almost have it memorized. You guys have just obscure numbers. You and Steve Doyle. I think he's 94. Um, that's, that's right. And Oldenburg is 96. Okay. So yeah, if I think of it like top down, 94, 95, maybe that's a, a way. But I but I have I haven't messed it up yet. Um, and we're talking about the shared revenue plan that uh, Republicans in the assembly put out. And I say Republicans, and Jill's a Democrat. Because no Democrats signed on to this plan, include and three Republicans also didn't sign on to this plan. And it sounds like the Senate might not sign on to this plan because it's got to pass the Senate before it goes to Governor Tony Evers. Um, before we got dive into that, is there anything else besides the state budget and the shared revenue? Because I watched my state in Minnesota pass thing after thing after thing because Democrats control the whole government and they're, they're passing 
you know, legalizing medical or legalizing recreational marijuana, free school lunch program for everybody. We're banning PFAS, uh, forever chemicals, and the list goes on and on and on. Um, and and you you probably don't even have time to look at what Minnesota is doing, but you, if you did, Jill, you would you probably be jealous. Um, but is there anything else the state government is working on? Are there like little committees that we're working on that we just that just don't make the news because this budget and shared revenue thing kind of take over? Um, well, you know, this time of year we're always really heavily focused on the biennial budget. Mm-hmm. So, um, so your answer you know, is no. <laughs> fin- the, the Joint Finance Committee is meeting right now, so um, so there there've been some things that they've already that they've already passed that we've already they've looked at it they've come up with their plan and then they they say they close the book on it so then it's done um they still have some more departments today they were supposed to meet at 11 but i think they ended up meeting at four i'm not sure if they actually were calling it four to talk about dat cap dnr and the environmental improvement fund so and then they've got more coming next week on tuesday and thursday so on um, DWD and insurance and veterans affairs and tech colleges. Okay, so there's um, there's always all there's so, always all kinds of things going on behind the scenes that, but but this is like monster of shared revenue kind of takes over, um, and then the budget process too. It's not like Minnesota doesn't have the same dilemma. They have seventeen billion dollars in budget surplus. So, and I heard today that somebody like me would get a two hundred and sixty dollar check back. Uh, because of that, Governor Tony Evers, I think, talked about $150 checks back, right, with a $7 billion budget surplus? Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, um, so. Yep. Yeah, but our committees are some meeting, too. Um, colleges and University Committee is meeting around the state, talking about free speech on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a um, package of bills um, for really kind of to help encourage home ownership. Um, I know that those are coming up and being considered. What does that so mean? They're, they're, what does that mean? Encourage home ownership because I feel like uh, everybody would own a home if they could afford it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's part of its affordable homes. They're yeah. talking about doing things like, um, you know, decreasing lot sizes, not including sidewalks, things like that to make home ownership more affordable. Now, that's not going to work in Lacrosse because we value be- being in a walkable community. So make it less right? like make it less yeah. of a community. I will say, okay, so I'm, I'm just going <laughs> to my parents live in Greenville and the the town of Greenville right now, I don't it might not be a town anymore. I think they just went incorporated, which raised their taxes and they're mad about it now even though they voted for. It. And so they're putting in a sidewalk in front of my parents' house, which is like out on it kind of it's Greenville's no longer rural, it's just all suburbs. But they're putting sidewalks in on both sides of the street of this highway that's just kind of like out of town. And I was like, why don't you just put a sidewalk on one side of the street (laughs) or make it a wider sidewalk instead of, you know, if you want to if you want to make things like a little bit more affordable or like or save money somewhere. But apparently that's not the plan. Um, Yeah, but that does those things don't sound like ways to get people to own houses. That sounds like ways to get people to like own crappier houses like oh the lot size will be smaller and you won't have a sidewalk i guess you wouldn't have to shovel it but um yeah i don't know like like and you you can't do anything about interest rates but uh the mayor always comes on here and talks about we just need more homes to kind of bring down the supply and demand right yeah i you know i think that you know the longer i do this work the more i am a fan of local control you know people know in their communities what they want Mm -hmm. and so, like lacrosse, we I think we really value our sidewalks. 
I think that, I mean, if we had some smaller lots, maybe for starter homes or for folks that are don't want to live in giant houses with giant lots where they have to do upkeep anymore, and so they could have a smaller lot size, you know, I say leave it up to the locals. They know what they need in their communities. Right. And, and that gets back to the shared revenue plan, taking that control out of local governments, right? That's kind of the whole like debate when it comes to the shared revenue, whether or not you want to talk about how much money each community is going to get, because I think it that vastly changes from you said lacrosse would get like the least amount of money. Um, but it's also taking away local control and, and hey, you can only use this money for this. Right. Right. And also including strings that we talked about, like um, not allowing people to do advisory referendums unless you're I think in the in the version that we finally, the um, amended a version, version we finally included in. Yeah, I got it. I got it right here. Uh, counties who were um, doing advisory referendums for capital expenditures that would be funded by county taxes. They included that back in because, I mean, this is a problem when you, when you start micromanaging this stuff. It's like the counties are like, wait, 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 wait. We, we need these referendums. Sometimes you want to get a feeling for how the public thinks about this stuff. Yeah, and I'll just um, I'll just let me set the table back up here, Jill. Um, I don't know why we clear, cleared the table in the middle of dinner. Um, we, we have a because sh- we went to break. We have a shared revenue debate going on in the state legislature. The state assembly has passed their plan. No Democrats and three Republicans didn't sign on to that plan, and it's essentially a plan to fund local governments because the state has a huge budget surplus, and they're trying to uh, just just rework how government taxes people so that we don't end up with a state budget surplus like we like we do in the future. Um, and and local governments have been getting the same amount of funding since 1993. In 1993, we had nine hundred million dollars in funding, to, uh, shared revenue funding local governments. In 2021, we had eight hundred and thirty million dollars. So you got so local governments got 70 million dollars less in shared revenue. Uh, what what is that like? I can't do the math. 20, 30 years later. Right. So the, yeah. the, the, you, the like the local governments are getting the same amount of money 30 years later. Uh, so we have to change the plan. But part of the plan is adding all these strings. Like we talk about local controls getting pulled away, how you use the money, but also weird things. I call them just like poison pills or if you want to call them grenades, like, hey, things that and, and this didn't even get out of the negotiation. This should have been taken out. Local county boards can't put on or city councils, I guess, couldn't put on a on a ballot question like, hey, do you want to legalize recreational marijuana or medical marijuana do you want to get rid of the the 179 year old abortion ban law um what republicans didn't do jill is they didn't also say that we as a state legislature also won't put on referendum questions statewide like the one they put on going after poor people who need food stamps we also had a question about bail reform i mean i i think that um i i think I think it's good to get information from um, the public. I think that um, I think it's good on the state level if that's the way we want to go and ask a question about, you know, people on food stamps. I think at the local level, if people want to ask, they can. I think there is some value to those advisory referendums um, as long as people are making informed decisions and getting information. Um, but that's the whole thing about this bill and part of the reason why I couldn't vote for it. I just felt like it wasn't, it wasn't ready yet. It wasn't soup yet. And I wanted to, 
I mean, there's nothing stopping us from taking another week. Let's go back to the table. Let's talk with the Senate. Let's talk with the governor's office. Let's take a second look at some of these things in the bill that are going to be problematic for local governments, and let's fund things appropriately. Well, here's here's a question. I just I I, I, I don't I don't want to lose it. Is is do you feel like as a Democrat in the assembly that you had a fair say in some of the stuff that's going on? Are the negotiations legit? Like are Republicans, Democrats, the Senate Republicans and Democrats, and the governor all like? Because from what I read, the Evers wasn't even part of the assembly negotiations. I feel like he should be in the room, maybe not the whole time, but like, hey, Evers, what do you think of this? Or send him an email or something. I don't know. Is the negotiation process being fair amongst everybody? Um, I think that Governor Evers um, was at the table. And I know that our um, leader, I'm in the leadership now, and I know that our leader was brought into the table. I know that you know, Senate leadership was brought in. I I don't have as much problem with the negotiations. I think this is, these are the best negotiations I've seen, the best process of bringing everyone together that I've seen since Governor Evers was elected. So I'm not going to be critical of that. Okay. Um, but I do think that it's not, it's not ready yet. And I think we have to have a little more patience And we have to sit down and work a little harder on this. And I think we do have time to do that. Um, So we'll see. At this point, we've passed the amended uh, Republican Assembly version. Um, We sent it to the Senate. Now they decide what they want to do with it. They can amend it and send it back to us because both houses have to concur or agree on the legislation that comes out for the governor to sign. So we voted. Now we sent it to the Senate to vote, and they can amend it. If they amend it, it comes back to us, and we debate it. Yeah. Um, if we agree with it, then it goes to the governor, and he has the ability to veto it or sign it. Do you think? Do you think Robin Voss, your your assembly leader there, Republican Robin Voss, just misspoke or was like misquoted or <sighs> quoted out of context when he said we are done negotiating? Because that the way it's written, it's. You know, we have negotiated in good faith for literally, literally for months. So I don't know. <laughs> it's just, that's a, yeah, I, you know, I, it's, it's hard. I'm not Robin Voss. I don't live in his head. So I should. don't know what, I don't know what, what he was really thinking. It could be, I know sometimes when people do negotiations, they get to a point of, you know, trying to push people along by saying, yeah. this is it. Yeah, that for can sure. be a negotiating tactic. I don't know if that's. Robin's tactic. I, I just don't know. Okay. Um, all right. So just, I will say it is disappointing that that was that was his comment though well, when he did his. I think they did their press conference at like five o'clock, and then we came in at five thirty last night to do our debate and vote. I mean, and yeah. Do everything. So I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know that he was at that point, and that was disappointing to me. Yeah, the Republican leader of the Senate. You know, the, this this bill goes from the Assembly to the Senate to get passed, and. And this is where the negotiation is going to have to continue. But Devin Lemihue, I always pronounce his name. Did I pronounce it right there? Lemihue? Yep. Okay. That's right. yeah. He said that's unfortunate that Robin Voss would say that, that he's drawing a line in the sand now with this version of the bill and stopping negotiation as a bill that not everybody's in agreement on. So it sounds like the Senate isn't even agreed upon this bill. Um, okay. Two things, Jill. Uh, let's see here. In, okay. You've been in the state assembly. Is it 11, 12, 13 years? 
12 years. 12 years. Okay. How important is this, this plan to help fund local governments by, by at the state level? And can you rank this? How important is this legislation in terms of your, you know, dozen years here in the state assembly? Well, this is really important. I mean, I don't speak, I don't speak on every session day, but I, I had to, I had to share the story of, of my area of the state and the challenges that we've had with, with lack of shared revenue. And um, it, we've seen when this has happened in other states where shared revenue is frozen. And and you see that um, there's sort of this bit of a, a, a downward quality of life where the cities uh, don't have enough funding to, to do the things that they really need to do. And some of it the state expects them to do. Most of it the state expects them to do. So um, I think this is really important. I think both sides believe that this is really an important issue, and we've got to come up with some kind of a solution here. I, uh, I really think that everybody's on board with that understanding. We're speaking with Assembly Rep Jill Billings, representing District 95, the Lacrosse area, and uh, the town of Campbell or Shelby. Town of Campbell, town of Campbell, and part of Shelby. And part of Shelby. Um, okay, so let's just make you Robin Voss. You're the Assembly leader. Uh, I know you, you didn't you don't want to live in his head, but now you are his head. Um, how would you change this bill? Or, or, like, what would you like to see in the shared revenue plan? I mean, are you happy with gov- what Governor Evers had? Or, you know, obviously you, you're going to also, mm, I live in La Crosse, so I, I want to see this happen for these cities. Is, are there anything, is, is there anything in there you want to see? I think that Governor Evers had a, I, I was very supportive of his original plan. If I was going to come to a compromise, which we did as Democrats, we um, had a bill that um, would have given lacrosse 25.9% increase. And that, I think that was a, I think that was a reasonable bill. Um, I think that could have worked for everybody. But I think there are some, there are some Republicans who still, you know, don't have trust in local government. They don't think that local government is is spending their money wisely. I I don't see that in our area. I think our county is doing a good job. I think our city is doing a good job. I know our local governments, our our local local elected as well, and I I think that they're doing a good job. I value the services that I get here in La Crosse, whether it's our libraries, our police and fire, our infrastructure, although I know some roads need some work, and I'd like to invest more in that. It's on the I it's on the budget tonight. Life we have in Western Wisconsin. I love our quality of life. It's on the county board budget tonight. <laughs> funding more funding for roads. Although Monica <laughs> Cruz didn't know we were going we were going to get the money. I think it's an extra three million dollars. Um, anyway, so yeah, I guess you know. But is there anything? Like you said, what, 29%? But you said Evers' plan was like 50%, or is that just kind of like statewide, like an average? 57%, I think, is the number you his, threw at me. His, well, um, it, it, everybody, all these different plans come up with different formulas. As you stated earlier, actually, this formula issue goes back to, I think, Governor Lucy. So so there's always winners and losers, right? Yeah. When you divide up money, there are always people who seem to get a little more than than others. Um, so the governor's budget tried to make people who seem to historically have a little more trouble to try to make them whole. 
And so, you know, I was supportive of that. But uh, Republicans weren't going to go along with it. So I said, okay, let's come up with, I was, I was in favor of coming up with another budget that um, would maybe appeal more to my colleagues on the other side. Um, they voted it down. They, the, and then they put in their own amendment to their budget that made it a little more um, appealing, but it still didn't get its there, and it didn't take away some of the strings it really needed to to go. So, so I I uh, couldn't vote for it. Again, I'm also always nervous about legislation that's kind of created on the fly, and some of these amendments were flying fast and furiously. Yeah, we're trying to change something that hasn't changed in over a decade, and really hasn't changed since I, I think what 1993 or. 1911. Well, I don't know. It's changed a couple of times in in the last 20 years, I think. But mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, yeah. So, so it seems like. I mean, as, yeah, as, so do you let's ha- take it. So my feeling is, let's take another week. Right. Let's take another week and and try to do some more negotiation and try to get to a better spot. All right. That's State Assembly Rep. Jill Billings representing District 95. Uh, Jill, thank you for hanging out this hour. Yeah. Thanks so much. All right. We're gonna wrap up when we come back. All right, that's going to wrap things up for a Thursday of Lacrosse Talk PM. Thanks again to State Rep. Jill Billings. On tomorrow, UW Lacrosse Political Science Professor Dr. Anthony Chagoski. Thanks, everybody, for listening.